Well, folks, we did the uh, we did a couple of the old friends episodes on the Junkhead Pod. If you're you know new to the show, but I don't I I feel like although the Ricky Carter episode did pop off, if you're coming back from the Ricky Carter episode, look, I don't know where that motherfucker is. I I look, it's just. It's just, I I looked on the Facebook. He hasn't posted in like three fucking days. I've done multiple posts trying to get him to come out of his shell. I don't, I, I know he was talking about like his landlord kicking him out. I don't know. The system's fucked up. I feel bad. But anyways, you know, I feel like for new people and for old people, like old friends, if you will, we got an old friend on the pod. Ladies and gentlemen, let us welcome shane from colorado shane how we doing uh good i i know where ricky carter's at you do i'm not telling fucking anyone but i know folks you heard it here first live shane knows where ricky carter is isn't gonna tell this is a, this is the type of stuff that you get on this podcast look we know where missing people are and we're going to hold on to the information until it becomes more financially viable for us this okay? is a service we provide yeah okay look you didn't ask for it but you're getting it you're complimentary you know? yeah, yeah. Like, like like the pillow on the like the chocolate on the pillow at the hotel dog this is what we are <laughs> you fucking continental breakfast here <laughs> yeah yeah dude i i'm the, I, I am the stale frosted flakes and shane is like the uh stale um, shredded wheat that you see and like we have like a, a third associate um that is just like you know just old just yogurt small, yeah yeah <laughs> th- th- that does he handles all the production <laughs> shane so first thing i i got on here for the docket for the day is you know i'm well aware that you uh at least the last time we spoke um if i remember correctly your family has some english heritage you know as does mine. Is that correct? Yeah, I um, I can't refute that. Fair enough. It's it's you want to toss it out, but it, it's there. It's uh, you know, it, yeah, it's like there. A stain. I I'm glad the queen's dead, but you know, I don't know if that like revoke. I don't know. Like, is that is it like burning a passport? Can I say that? Is that cool? You, you well, I I feel like as an Americans, we should exercise our beautiful God given right to say like how happy we are that the queen is dead yeah, because honestly the only bad part was the queen didn't die on like 9-11 that would have been yeah. like the christmas of like shit posting have you seen that really like surreal out. dude have you seen that like super surreal meme of like two buses heading towards like a double version of big ben and it's just like, your majesty, the second time I've been hit. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen tons of like Queen Elizabeth's face, like poorly photoshopped over the Twin Towers. And like, your majesty, a second plane has hit. Like, Fuck. <laughs> you know, it's really, I mean, we, we, we like collectively needed the queen to die. I think like that's a good psychological boon for everybody. Yeah. Um, but um fuck couldn't it just been on 9-11 it would have it would have been really fucking cool dude and 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 like i i do feel like we have to like appreciate the values uh of being able to say shit like this because i i'm sure you probably saw that like 
that guy that like yelled out andrew you're a sick man during the like funeral procession <laughs> the that stones guy's a hero. on that guy like fuck. yeah that guy's a hero and i'm pretty sure he's gonna face criminal charges for that like the, those fucking english dickheads they they're so gay about that kind of stuff it's annoying it's so yeah. annoying meanwhile in like ireland like people are like putting off fireworks and shit <laughs> like i honestly like it's like fucking I, I feel like the queen dying is like the burning man of like the irish island like yeah everybody's fucking partying that's some serious I- shit I, I love the TikToks in front of like there's a couple that I saw of like them doing an Irish jig dance to another one bites the dust in front of Buckingham Palace. And it's just like, damn, <laughs> you guys are stoked right now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Did you know somewhere in like fucking like uh, like southern ireland people are just like fucking firing rounds into the sky listening to like come out e black and tans and that's like <laughs> yeah. that's the kind of party i want to be at yeah yeah dude i i i really do have a true appreciation for that i i imagine because like you you see like i i've seen like some and I, and it's even people that i like over in the uk whether it be through comedy or whatever who were just kind of like, you know, we should re- be respectful for this, like, uh, this moment and, like, take time to, like, really kind of grieve and all that fun stuff. And I, I really appreciate the fact that there are other comedians who are just dumping on it as they should be. And who the fuck does the royal family think that they are? to postpone an entire week's worth of comedy because of this woman's death. It's absurd. Like nobody could be funny in England right now because like she died. Ironic considering how funny that fucking is. Yeah. And it's like, no, then, then we get to turn your joke or your death into a joke. That's how this works. You don't get to control everything. Constitutional monarch, my ass. That's bullshit. Fucking. Well, and and like, never mind, like, you know, like them spending, what was it, like $12 million of the taxpayers' money to like pay off like one of Prince Andrew's like sexual assault victims. So like, they're just, even now, they're just still so sleazy. I don't understand. I mean, especially Americans. She did kill Princess Diana. Yeah, I, I also like, I don't under- not only do I know where Ricky Carter's at, I also have evidence that Queen Elizabeth killed Princess <laughs> Di. Um, for legal reasons, <laughs> both of those statements are a lie, but I'm telling you right fucking now. <laughs> Disclaimer the podcast is satire, anyways. You were saying, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It- I agree 100%, dude, because you we have Americans in, that are obsessed with that shit and are like, oh, my God, it's so sad that the queen died. And it's like, that's not even our thing. Shut up. Like, what what are you doing? Have a life. Go outside, you fucking asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I like, don't fucking, understand it. What do the kids say? Like, t- touch grass. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, fuck. For real. <laughs> like, I, I people people crack me up with this um 
now i i speaking of crazy views and like you know i guess this person isn't royalty but you know they they certainly display the same ignorance as somebody who comes from royalty i found somebody uh with some incredible views on uh, homosexuality and uh I got to share this with the pod. I have no idea who this is. And I'm going to go on record. I don't know if this is a troll. It very possibly could be like I it, it, like. But at the same time, uh, like a, I cite Poe's law, you know, unless there is some form of like letting us all know that it's supposed to be a joke. You know, I, how am I supposed to not take it as anything other than like a serious opinion? And I'm going to use that you know, for extreme comedic effect every time. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a, uh, I I believe it's somebody that's in Canada, but it could possibly be the UK. I don't know. I just know that it's not here because they're using, it's a Snapchat shot and they have a picture of eight degrees Celsius, like one of those icons. So suggests that it's not somebody from America. Yeah, that shit's not which, American. Yeah. Why don't homosexual men enter a woman's butthole instead of a man's butthole? I'll tell you why. They're misogynistic. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Just go ahead and let that sit in your brain for a second. Damn, dude, I'm never gonna get that time back. That like, I'm gonna stew on that. I'm gonna marinate on that for days. And because <laughs> it's equal parts, like, man, you're really kind of pinning me here. But like, also, if I have sex with the lady's butthole, that just kind of doesn't make me gay anymore, dog. <laughs> like, yeah, there's um, there's a pretty like, there's a pretty firm like definition you know <laughs> that's so fucking stupid <laughs> that's gotta be a troll nobody's that I hope dumb so. are they i you nobody's, know what i hope so I, like dude I, I all it makes me think of when i think like see dumb opinions like this is being on the internet in the age when people find out that like rage against the machine is a leftist band and it's like what did you not listen to anything like i don't yeah, know like when did rage get so fucking political that's what i want to fucking know <laughs> yeah what, I, dude I when did they the start writing you, about politics yeah like fuck you and do what you tell me i thought that was just like my parents <laughs> you're telling me these motherfuckers are like some kind of flavor of communist Dude, that's not, nah, dude. This is, that's some 2022 shit. <laughs> Did you see the video of, uh, I think it was captioned like somebody's in Flavortown and it's like Guy Fieri at a Rage Against the Machine concert with like a cigar <laughs> and a drink, just like, fuck yeah, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, Guy Fieri is a comrade. He really is, bro. Like, honestly, I'd get fucked up with that dude. He seems pretty chill. Like, I that eat some good ass food and then just be like, have that guy tell you what it's like to hang out with like 
I don't know, the dude from Smash Mouth or whatever. It seems like he'd be friends with the guy from Smash Mouth. Or he is the guy from Smash Mouth. Like, we've never seen him <laughs> in the same room together. You know? Dude, uh, yeah, they fucking... Uh, the, 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 what, Smash Mouth. <laughs> guy Fieri and his band Smash Mouth came to Fort Collins once. They played, like, a festival here. And uh, yeah. everybody started throwing bread at, the, at him. I don't fucking know why, but somebody started it and they just started throwing bread. And this dude, he almost fought the fucking, he was going to fight somebody in the audience. There's a clip of it somewhere. It's hilarious. He's like, if one more motherfucker throws a fucking piece of bread, I'm going to kick their ass. And then just like four, like loaves of them start flying up on the fucking stage. (laughs) That's the coolest thing about this town is like, we threw bread at fucking Guy Fieri, Smash Mouth. What's that guy's name? He has a name, right? I think he's like a raging alcoholic now, but um, what didn't he get in trouble for like drunkenly doing like Nazi salutes at like a concert recently? Yeah, he's not he's not a great person. Uh, Steve Harwell, that's his fucking name. Yeah, yeah, threatening audience members and performing what looked like a Nazi salute. I'm gonna level with you if it looks like a Nazi salute. Yeah. It's probably a Nazi salute. They're not like easily mistakable he just comes bro he just comes out and he's like all right everybody somebody once told me the third rock is gonna hold me the jews aren't the sharpest tool in the shed <laughs> and they're like the fuck no dude no <laughs> damn dude he's fucking he's doing fucking uh white supremacist covers of his own fucking song now i wouldn't be surprised might as well be waiting for the black sun. <laughs> He's just like making 1488 out like the crowd. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I, I thought the S and the smash mouth kind of looked like uh, the SS symbol, but I guess that makes sense now. <laughs> like shit. Oh, good news. Apparently he has retired. So we're all, we're, we're good now. <laughs> it's it's he's fuck he's done you, do you think like they're like doing auditions for new lead singer like would you do you imagine being like the fucking guy who's like oh i'm the new i'm the new lead vocalist for smash mouth i mean i don't know money's money but i see i would take the gig and then i would do like one of those vh1 rock star moves where like i would try to change the sound of the band <laughs> And like yeah, turn them- Smash Mouth was doing industrial rock now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah. What if Smash Mouth starts putting out some like death grips ass shit? Yeah, dude. I'm gonna listen or, to it. Or like they they become like one of those jazz bands whose like average set is like two and a half hours long. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went to saw I went to see Smash Mouth at Fuck Fest 2023 <laughs> and they played for three and a half hours. I think they used to do ska, like I think back in the day they were a ska band. So I you know, like you you might be onto something. This shit might actually happen. Dude, it this needs to happen. I yeah. Like I'll do my hair like him and everything. I'll try to blend in a little bit, but like change it up, bro. Change it up. Hey, you guys like Smash Mouth? Do you guys like Minutemen? Do you guys like Death Grips? And do you guys like Bowery Electric? Do you guys like? Eh, fuck it. Why don't we put mustard plug? 
and the fall on there. Now, this is our new album. <laughs> it's all of that, but they just cover Gang of Four songs, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They cover dude. they cover Entertainment by Gang of Four. Yeah, we're, we're joking about this, but I, dude, I fucking listen to that. Yeah, damn, just just hitting your boys up, like, bro, have you have you heard uh, have you heard fucking Smash Mouth's cover of Damaged Goods, huh? Like, do, do you oh, know what's slaps. up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fucking funny, dude. Oh shit, no, their their career's over. I guess they covered uh they covered never gonna give you up, so that's the oh, death now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. RIP F F in the chat for fucking Smash Mouth. <laughs> I love it, dude. That is fucking funny. That is fucking funny. <laughs> Man, I, I'm probably I'm not gonna lie, I'll probably clip the, the Smash Mouth segment. That's that's really fucking funny. I, I want to talk shit with them. Cause like the last time that I, I went after a band, uh I I went after I went on a Wikipedia wormhole and somehow I ended up on Amy Lee from Evanescence uh Wikipedia page. And like she is a I, 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 I did this on Junkhead, but like I I'll share this with you because I feel like you would appreciate it. There's a certain type of like musician, which is why I like also like I love like when you like told me what you thought my music sounded like. I really appreciate that because like one of my things that is like my uh, favorite things about artists is like if you look at like the course of history of like musicians trying to describe their own music or filmmakers or whatever they do a really bad job sometimes and they'll like say influences were like it's just not even close to what they actually worked on it just is like clearly just something that they like i love henry rollins i think he's you know great or whatever but if the man says one more time that Miles Davis was an influence on those Rollin Bands records. I'm gonna kick his ass. That's like fucking like what was that the, trapped the headstrong? It's like yeah, our, one of our influences like Donovan. Like yeah, shut the fuck up. No, it's not. You've never even yeah. heard Donovan. Don't lie to me, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, and and so Amy Lee from Evanescence. When you look at like on her Wikipedia page for like her musical influences. It's like Mozart, Vivaldi, <laughs> like, and it's just like you don't make music like that. What are you talking about? Uh, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, just, just calm down. <laughs> Hold on, what the fuck? Oh shit! One of her others is Bjork. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> and it's like that is so far from what you uh, fucking make. Yeah, like at some point, uh, she got she got turned around. <laughs> uh something happened somebody lied to her about what bjork was a hundred yeah here's the the funny part to kind of tie it into mine do you know what my influences were when i like made that record or like that like style of music it was it was mad lib mad villain gorillas dooms like special herb shit and then anything vocally i ever did was never inspired by any rapper i just wanted to be marky smith hell yeah i can respect that 
Now, it doesn't sound anything like that. It doesn't it doesn't really like come off as that, I don't think. But it's got like, gorillas vibes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like I that was just like I just remember like the I wanted to emulate like those like the, the honestly the kind of stuff we were listening to when we were, you know, in our twenties and shit. And then like just kind of like it, it also made me think of this uh, take that uh, Tom Sharpling did about the fall where he was like the fall, whether you like want to admit it or not, are more like James Brown than you think, because both the fall and James Brown are this band that just comes up with this tight groove, just this super tight groove. And then one guy just spews their art over it just just vomits their fucking personality and their their vibe just over top of the track and like to me that's both of those bands because like all that oh ah, like you know all that and then you have marky smith who's just like well like it's just it's just him spewing himself over a really tight groove and like that was like that was the uh the idea if you will is just to like be as weird as possible over like something that like slaps you know who else spews all over a tight groove but also purportedly like 15 year old girls the red hot chili peppers and anthony kiedis <laughs> yeah hot guy rock dude fucking hot guy rock bro Hot guy rock, man. Dude, they're, they're, they've got like a double album. Don't they? Have, they have like two albums coming out this year. Like, oh, you guys are like sixty. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. Like, I, I, it's hard for me to like make fun of them because I, I didn't at one point like enjoy the music, and I don't even think their music is like bad or anything like that. I just know I got into like. I, it's, I just feel like there's this thing where, like, you get into, like, deeper sections of funk, like Parliament Funkadelic and, like, stuff like that. And you're like, okay, like, this stuff, like, it, it's just a little bit more funky. Nothing wrong with the Peppers. They're doing their thing. But it's just a, it's just another level. And, like, I find, like, I found, like, they, they kind of ended up in this hop category where it was, like, they're not as funky as, like, this other stuff that I like but they don't rock as hard as like other stuff that I may like. So they kind of are in this weird area. Also, I also got hardcore into the Minutemen and I think they kind of may have filled the gap, but I, I don't think that they're like bad musicians, but they are hilarious at like what you can do as a band to survive forever. Just like, don't talk, be hot, and like stick to your fucking theme dog <laughs> it's like, it's worked for him and like i i mean bag getters i, I don't want to like publicly fucking announce this but i that new album that came out with earlier this year the what was yeah. it, unlimited love i listened to it is it, it is it, it how it, is it yeah it, uh, it's not good it's not fucking good <laughs> I, I like, feel it. I, I mean, you know, they're, they're like, I guess now they're kind of a nostalgia act for like our generation, but like John Fouchant came back or Fru, whatever, mm-hmm. however you pronounce him. Um, and that was kind of, you know, I, I mean, shit, dude, it, it's he, he was the guy. I mean, like he was kind of the peppers to some degree. I mean, obviously, like, you know, you had Anthony Kiedis, you know, with this ding dang 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 dong dong. But like, I mean, come on, like a John Fouchant harmony. I love that shit. 
Yeah. Well, he's a, he's a good guitarist too, especially I really admire um, as I've gotten older, I've really started to admire the sparseness of his playing on like the album Californication where. Oh, yeah. And like fucking his like um, the Empyrean, some of his electronic stuff that he did mm-hmm. is actually yeah. fucking good. Yeah. Like, yeah. like respectable, like Pitchfork would listen to this, you know? And yeah. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, they love to talk shit about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, no, he he's a hell of a I, I mean, I'll even go on record. I kind of like that uh I there was that de- well, there was definitely a couple of tracks that I really enjoyed for that uh that Adams for Peace record where it was like Flea and like Tom York and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't too bad. It's yeah, it's just like I to me they feel like kind of, you know, the the rolling stones of our generation where they're just kind of you know so not 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 in a bad way but just like just like you know they're they're older and they're like you know like you said like a nostalgia act and like i don't expect them to like like i'll put it to you like this in like the sense of the rolling stones like it would be like unfair to like try to have the rolling stones try to compete to put out hits when like nevermind's out with never with like from nirvana you know what I mean? So them trying to like write number one hits when meanwhile, like little babies, the most art, like most played artist on the radio right now is just like, I don't, I don't know where they would fit into like, you know, that world or whatever, but like they like, honestly, like I say this from the bottom of my heart, total bag getters, total bag getters. Like they, I, they, I, you know, honestly, I think it's, it's, uh it's, um, whatchamacallit what's his name their producer uh fuck um what the hell is his name hold on i gotta look him up now ruben yeah rick ruben yeah yeah that motherfucker i don't know like what he does but i mean it's in some cases i think he just he turned shit to gold and like i mean i I actually the production but well he he does he's a really good at like because I, I I use some of his stuff when like I like make my stuff because like he's really good. For, him and Brian Eno are like really good for like if you're kind of stuck musically. But like he does this really cool thing where he'll like he'll tell like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He'll be like, go write a five page essay about like a specific memory in your childhood. And they'll be like, uh, OK, all right, I guess. And they'll come back with it and they'll start pulling songs from like the memory of the childhood and that's where you get all of those like random hits is him basically being like an english teacher and being like yeah go uh go write this paper <laughs> i mean say what you will Brilliant. i know he got a lot of he gets a lot of flack for like uh the whole you know the loudness wars with like californication but i, I mean he he brought johnny cash back he did uh you know he did yeah. tom petty um I mean, bro, he's he's got chops. Like, fuck. Dude, I I fuck with Rick Rubin. Like, one, like the music stuff, but two, he is a part of what is widely considered like the most experimental comedy album of all time. Have you ever heard of uh, The Day the Laughter Died by Andrew Dice Clay? No. We'll close out on this. I feel like you'll really appreciate this. So, 
it's something in comedy, especially stand up, that kind of deals with the idea of bombing and like what that means, how it can kind of change. One thing you learn when you like do stand up like uh, a lot is like weird shit can happen. And like it, it just like there's there's variables that are out of your control. And Andrew Dice Clay and Rick Rubin wanted to kind of capture this. So Andrew Dice Clay at the time, I mean, he's selling out Madison Square Garden. That's how big he is. Okay. He's, you know, national level comic. I mean, his VHS is like selling through the fucking roof. But there's a thing in comedy, no matter how famous you are, no matter how big you are or whatever, like you do not ever want to be booked the day after Christmas or on New Year's Eve. Because people just don't want to pay attention. They're they're either fried from the day before or they're thinking about like the next year and they're ready to party. They're thinking about that. They don't want to listen to people. And like you'll you'll I've literally seen shows and done shows where like you'll be like trying to do jokes and like the tables just don't stop talking. And like it's not anything like I've seen like pro level comics like go up and it's just like what like what the fuck is going on here and like it you can kind of calm down the room but you have to like you can't really do your material you have to like fight them you have to like attack them and not in like a literal sense but you're you're kind of constantly interacting with them using crowd word shit like that to be able to kind of get them going so that they actually pay attention to the show and they're not thinking about getting drunk or talking to people whatever it's a pain in the ass and so what they did was is they booked Andrew Dice Clay at this club on like the day after Christmas and then like or it might have been like New Year's Eve but one of the two and he's a national level comic who is just getting eaten alive by this crowd like they're not doing it like and he's he's obviously a very confrontational guy he obviously is kind of doing you know i'm not a huge fan of his act like i wouldn't even say i'm an andrew dice clay fan but this experiment is perfect for him because he's confrontational he's new york he's coming at you and i think it was at like danger fields and like austin texas and i mean these fucking texans are just like well fuck you man like you fuck i don't like just getting pissed off at him and it's just all recorded it's just him going back and forth with the audience and like, no, well, fuck you, mother. Like, it's just going off and it's a whole album of it. And it's literally an experiment of what can happen in like a live comedy room when like one thing is wrong. It's so an album I need. Isn't that the guy who dressed up like fucking John Travolta or something? Didn't he yeah, have a and whole like, thing like <laughs> dressing up like Grease? hickory dickory dock your wife sucked on by like that guy yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and like they're getting pissed off at him because it's inappropriate and like like it's fucking amazing and like i don't even think they like told people that uh he was gonna you know come or anything but highly recommend do you got any plugs my friend i don't have a fucking plug <laughs> sick hell dude i respect that I fuck respect that. <laughs> I honestly fuck plugs. Like, honestly, you know what, folks? You know where to fuck to find us. And like, we're definitely gonna have Shane back on the pod. Like, th- this was this was a lot of fun. 
Um, but you know, needless to say, folks, uh, Harry Slime, Shane from Colorado, we are fucking out.